Good morning. You're listening to Chamber Biz Buzz. My name is Clay Macaza, and I'm filling in today for Julie Pastrick, who can't be with us. We are here with Dr. Atiyamo from Northern Arizona Healthcare Cardiology Department. February is National Heart Month, American Heart Month, and so we've got him in here today to talk about the program. But first, Dr. Uh, Tiamo, can you tell us more about you? How did you get to Northern Arizona Healthcare? Well, thank you so much for the introduction. I'm a board-certified interventional cardiologist. I actually trained on the East Coast. I went to the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, and from there graduated from Harvard Medical School. I finished my cardiology training at Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore. And when I left Baltimore, I came out to interview and visit Arizona and and just thought it was absolutely beautiful here. Really loved the entire state. And we started off in the Phoenix area and then after several years moved up to Flagstaff. So there's so much natural beauty here. We love this area. We love Flagstaff and Sedona. And it's been quite a privilege to be able to participate in the care of patients in this part of the country. That's awesome. We're so lucky here in Northern Arizona and Flagstaff in particular to have so many incredible doctors. And I think a lot of times that goes unknown to some people. They assume that you might have to go to Phoenix to get the best health care. But I've always told people that Flagstaff is a choice people make. It's not a place that you have to live in. It's a place that people choose to live here. And so we all make this choice and including doctors. I mean, you're a person like the rest of us who looks at a beautiful place like this and says, I want to live there. I want to be outdoors. I want to do these things that Flagstaff provides that maybe nowhere else in the country does. And so I think in Flagstaff and Northern Arizona in particular, we get doctors we wouldn't otherwise get because of that. And so I think it's incredible that you're here. We're very fortunate and blessed to have you here. And thankful that you are here. At the hospital, I know that there's things like the Da Vinci machine and the octopus. Are you guys using those type of things on a regular basis? Yeah, the Da Vinci machine would be something that's used by the surgical team. But in cardiology, we've had, you know, lots of advances and things that we've seen. There's a new area that's called structural heart, which means that a lot of the types of heart conditions that used to be treated with open surgery now can be treated through the blood vessel. And so the hospital now is building a new, we call it a hybrid cath lab, so a new center to be able to do these kinds of procedures. And there are procedures that are done currently for our patients in the Phoenix area, but we're excited to be able to have those opportunities available here to be able to provide that type of service. So that's one of the things that's very exciting about cardiovascular medicine is that it continues to grow and change and evolve. And this hospital has shown a commitment to be able to stay on top of that cutting edge by bringing in this technology. So we're really excited to be able to have this hopefully launching in the next several months. So you're saying that you would go in through a vein as opposed to having to open somebody up, you could literally go through a vein and do what you need to do through that. Yeah, we go through the artery actually and, and we're able to kind of advance devices which are mounted on the balloon. And so if you've got a condition called aortic stenosis, which is where there's a restriction of the heart valve the aortic valve, then that is something that can be fixed in a procedure that doesn't involve open surgery. So that's a very exciting change that we have in the field. And what's really exciting about this area is that it's going to continue to evolve and grow over time. We're seeing these new devices that are coming onto the market. Safety gets better. The technology gets better. So it's really exciting for the patients and things that we couldn't treat easily before we're now able to address. So it really is a tremendous privilege to be able to be a cardiologist and to be able to see these technologies come to life. 
That's awesome. It's enough knowledge to have to have just to even work on somebody's heart, but then to have to learn all of this stuff and continually stay up with it. I mean, how much schooling are you doing on a regular basis? This must just be forever, right? You know, there's a lot of training that it takes to get to this stage. You know, I talked about medical school, residency, fellowship, but in medicine, you're always learning. You're always a student, whether it's going to individual courses or just on the job. You can never know it all. That's one of the things about being a physician that you have to accept is that you can never know it all. And so you're always learning. I think you have to be excited about that process of learning new things. A real so, passion for it. And we teach each other. We learn from each other. One of the things about the Cardiovascular Institute that we have is that we have a number of different specialists that all work together. For example, electrophysiology is the field of heart rhythms. And so we have a heart rhythm expert that works with us. And so there there are certain conditions where I may not know everything and I may need to refer the patient to our electrophysiologist who would then manage the patient. So it's hard to know everything, but that's where teamwork comes in and we work well together. We have excellent cardiac surgeons. I don't do open surgery for things like coronary bypass, but if we have patients that need that service, we can refer those patients to the excellent surgeons in our institute. And so we work together as a team, and that approach, I think, is so important in terms mm -hmm. of providing the best level of care. I've heard rumor, and this is strictly rumor, but that the elevation up here has effects possibly in a heart surgery especially. Is that still the case, or is there some techniques and stuff that have come along throughout the years that have made this a lot easier to work on stuff at this elevation? Well, I think our surgeons have definitely shown us that we can successfully do bypass surgery and heart surgery at this elevation. So there's no question that you can perform heart surgery at this elevation. But we do see from a cardiovascular standpoint that with high elevation, we see certain conditions that are more common, sleep apnea, for example. Some patients have experienced higher blood pressure and other cardiovascular conditions. So the elevation definitely has an impact on our patients. But with regards to surgery, we're certainly able to deliver. You know, there are some situations where it's, the patients are very high risk. They may be referred to one of our colleagues in a sister hospital, such as Banner University, okay. to have surgery performed there. But we're really able to do a lot of what needs to be done here in Flagstaff. That's awesome. I know that you guys have campuses down in the Verde area. Do you guys do any kind of heart work down there or at least check-ins and stuff like that there for those yeah, that are listening? There is a, a separate hospital, Verde Valley Medical Center, and we have cardiologists there that perform emergency treatment for patients who are having heart attacks and other types of cardiac conditions. So the cardiac services that we provide are not just based here in Flagstaff, but also in the Cottonwood area. And we see patients that come to us from all over. You know, we okay. I have patients that come come from Kingman, come from the reservation. I've even had some patients from Phoenix who have decided that they wanted to maintain a relationship with me and they drive up uh, from Phoenix, even though I'm not practicing there at this time. So that says um, a lot about what you're doing and that you care. I mean, I can tell just talking with you that you have a real passion for it and a real care and, and a big heart. And I think that sometimes that gets lost and sometimes in a medical shuffle. Uh, I got in a really bad car accident as a kid. So I spent a lot of time in doctor's offices back and forth several times a week going to different appointments. And not everyone has the same bedside manner. But I think that's something here in Flagstaff that we have in common is that I know I'm going to see 
see you at the grocery store. I'll probably run into you now at the movie theater, right? You know, it's just a small community. And so I think that goes without saying is that being in this town and choosing to live in Flagstaff and Northern Arizona for that matter, we just know that we're people. We were outside of there, right? I might see you riding your bike down the road here in the next couple hours as I leave the facility. You know, it's just, it's a small community. And that, so, that's so true. And yeah. it's common. I'll see someone in the office and they might be a teacher for one of my kids at school or they may right. know my wife from yoga or from something else. <laughs> right. So it, it's a tight-knit community and people know each other. And I, I think that's a wonderful thing that you don't get everywhere. You don't Absolutely. get that everywhere, but I think it makes it quite special to be here as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So knowing that it's National Heart Month, are there things that you could recommend that people that are listening do? I mean, as far as getting enough exercise and enough rest and taking the right medications and things like that, what would you say from your standpoint? We know that in the United States, someone has a heart attack every 40 seconds and heart disease is incredibly common. So one of the things I would say, it's really important for us to be able to recognize the signs and symptoms of heart disease. And those symptoms can include chest pressure, neck and jaw pain, shortness of breath, nausea, dizziness, extreme fatigue. Those are all symptoms that can be a sign of severe heart disease. And so number one is we want patients to be able to recognize if they're having symptoms, their body is trying to tell them that there's a problem. Don't ignore that. Seek medical attention and you can be evaluated. And there are a lot of tests that we can do now to really take a look and see, are you at risk for a cardiovascular problem? And hopefully we can address it early. So yeah, I think number one would be the symptoms that are important to recognize. And number two, I want people to understand that heart disease is largely preventable. There are some basic things we can all do to keep ourselves healthy. And those include, number one, to avoid smoking. Number two, to maintain a healthy diet. The data that we have says that a plant-based diet or having more vegetables in the diet for most people is part of a heart-healthy diet. We generally encourage that people should avoid excessive sugar in the diet and processed foods. We know that eating too much in the way of processed foods also is not healthy. We encourage people to exercise regularly. We believe that at least 30 minutes a day of exercise most days of the week is part of a healthy lifestyle strategy. And the last thing that I would say is to know your numbers. And that refers to being aware of what your blood pressure is. And blood pressure is often referred to as a silent killer. And so if you've never had your blood pressure checked and you have no idea where your blood pressure is, that's not ideal. You may be at risk. And so know your numbers in terms of blood pressure in terms of blood cholesterol, if we know that very high cholesterol is associated with increased risk, and then also blood sugar, blood glucose. Diabetes is another important risk factor for heart disease. So I think knowing your numbers is something simple that we can do. And and what I've seen is that people who take an active role in their health get better care. If you make an effort to really pay attention, then as healthcare professionals, we're here to help, but we want some buy-in as well. Engaged in that as well, right? We want to make sure that you're engaged as well. What age would you recommend somebody getting their stuff worked up? My brother passed away two years unexpectedly just in his sleep. He had a blood clot that hit his heart and died right there in his sleep. And so I went in shortly after that because between my wife and my mom nagged me to go, hey, you got to get this looked at. This is the first time I'd ever had it looked at. And I'm in my mid 40s. Felt like maybe I was a little too young to be getting it done. But is there an age that you say, this is kind of when you need to start really checking these things out? Yeah, as an adult cardiologist, and we see patients from the ages of 18 on up, even young teenagers, it's still reasonable 
available. For example, check fasting cholesterol panel, right? Some of these conditions are inherited. And even at a young age, you can detect very high cholesterol. And hopefully lifestyle can address that. But in some situations, we might even think about medication. So I would say even in the very youngest, it's not unreasonable to start thinking about cardiovascular health, exercise, mm -hmm. diet. And so through a good primary doctor or pediatrician. Part of that annual checkup to say, okay, let's get this. Work yeah. up. Okay. Some of these things can already be addressed or discussed. Okay. And then certainly if there's a family history of sudden cardiac events, that also is something that would, I think, clue us in that we need to go further sure. okay. and consider getting an evaluation. Okay. Awesome. Well, we're running out of time and we got to go for today, but we appreciate your time of coming in. We love Northern Arizona Healthcare and the partnership that we have with the chamber. We have Flow that sits on our board and we've got several other members along the way that have come in and we love working with you guys and appreciate that we have a real gym here in our community that I think sometimes taken for granted or people just assume I got to go to Phoenix because that's where the best healthcare is. And that's not the case. There's certain benefits that you get from a small town community hospital where it's sometimes maybe easier to get in and see your physician and also just the quality of life. And if you go to Phoenix, you're going to have to stay in a hotel. There's other things that you got to take into consideration and you don't have to. We've got great physicians up here and it sounds like you're definitely one of those and we appreciate you being here and doing all that you do to help our community. Yeah, thank you so much. And I really appreciate the opportunity. I just want to let people know that there is a number, as an 800 number you can call if you need to get in and if you want to be seen by the Cardiovascular Institute. The number is 844-89-HEART, which is 844-894-3278. Thank you so much, Dr. Atiamo. Atiamo. Sorry for mispronouncing that. No problem. Uh, thank you so much for being here. We look forward to having you guys back. It is National Heart Month. Please take the time and get checked out. Make sure that you're doing okay. And if you have any questions or you just don't feel right, reach out to that number one more time. So it's 844-89-HEART, which is 844-894-3278. Great. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. We appreciate you being here. Thank you. You bet. You've been listening to Chamber Biz Buzz. We're with Northern Arizona Healthcare, Dr. Atiyamo. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you next time on the radio.